You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, we have a special treat for you today. We have uh, our good friend, Carmen Vitali, who is uh, covering the NFC North with uh, Fox Sports now. But yeah. uh, she has a, she's a little bucks insider so she's got some details for us today carmen welcome wow thank you so much for having me again uh this is so much fun i always i will come on with you guys even when it's bright and early in the morning where i am but uh yeah, yeah no i will always have a connection to the buccaneers uh for the six years i spent there and <laughs> so even though i'm up north now and covering a bunch of teams that I grew up watching. I still, I, I have friends. Yeah. I have friends. I, I actually, it's really funny you say that because so Carmen and I went to um, Duke Manyweather's O line masterminds. Uh, they were there at the same time. And like she's really underselling, like underestimating when she says she has friends. Like this girl's like walking across the field and all these guys are like, Carm! Like, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know everyone? Like, you literally know everyone. And they're all just like, Hey, like, come here. Like, let's take a selfie. Like, it's like all on them. It was so funny. Like it was, you're like the little sister to all of these like large men. Large. Yeah. The amount of times I think I got picked up in those two days, um, just because you're massive humans, it was so but funny. it's, I, 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 I identify as an offensive lineman. Um, we Same. can identify as, as whatever we want. So I'm, identifying as there an you offensive go. Lineman. I love that so much. Um, so I'm sure you've had some conversations with them and obviously since you spent a a good chunk of your career with the bucks, I know you still kind of, like you mentioned, have a pulse on them. So we want to kind of get your thoughts because like, there's a lot of storylines leading into this Cowboys bucks game. Obviously we know how last year went and that was not in the Cowboys favor. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, this year there's a lot of question marks around both offensive lines, obviously the Cowboys offense. You used to have like the former one and two offense. And obviously now the Cowboys have made some moves that have kind of put them in a different position, but then also um, Tom Brady. Like, I kind of want to start with that. Like there's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady and like his mental state, like what's going on. He had to take some time off from, you know, was it, was it training camp? It was training camp. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like this is a man who, you know, retired then, it's it's it, he he unretired and I don't know if it's like things that are off the field with like his family not being happy that he did that. There's rumblings about that. I mean, everyone's gonna have a, a thought, but all that to say, 
how can we be sure that that's not going to impact his actual game come Sunday? Um, because this man is the most committed to football I've ever seen in my whole life. Like he can't turn it off. And I think that that played into the unretiring because he just felt that he, he even said it on his podcast, uh, this week, he said, listen, I felt like I had more left and like, for as insane as he is and detail oriented and just locked in, um, that's not something he can turn off. So the 11 days out of training camp. I, everyone around the building was just kind of like, all right, if Tom says he needs 11 days off, then he needs 11 days off. And we're not going to question it. Like, I guarantee you there are no further conversations in that building about it. Um, I talked to Todd Bowles about it, the, you know, the head coach. And he's just like, yeah, he came to me. He said he needs some time off. And I said, okay, like he's 45 years old. He's won seven Super Bowls, been to more, and he's been in this league for 23 years. What am I going to say? Like, he knows, he knows what to do. And also like there, they have some turnover, Obviously, the offensive line injuries played into that. Um, but for the most part, he still has, like, his main receivers that are that he's going to be working with, his running back, stuff like that. Like, he's got a couple of new pieces. Um, but, re- like, regardless, like, Tom, like, he maximizes all of his time with these guys when he's there. Like, I keep telling the story because I think it's insane. Like, I've never seen someone practice like he does. If the first-team offense isn't on the field during the practice, like, during practice, he takes – bits and pieces of his offense and he's working with them off to the side. So he'll hold the O-line with the running backs and the tight ends and he'll work on protections with them. He will grab receivers one-on-one and like review their routes and say like, Hey, I want you to take this many steps. This is where you cut. Like he's just maximizing his time when he is there. So um, it's earned him the right to just kind of be like, yeah, I need 11 days off or something. I'm not really going to tell you what, and it's not, you know, at the end of the day, it's his story to tell. So um, there's, I don't know that many people even know. Uh, in the, even in the building, but yeah, I think we'll find out probably in some like man in the arena episode or something. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably so true. I, I actually like totally feel that. So Meg and I, um, had, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Devin street, our former wide receiver on our podcast a couple months ago, um, or at some point, I don't even remember what it was time. Time doesn't matter to me anymore. <laughs> what does Dave say? Like time. <laughs> Time was a construct. Yeah. Like, okay. That. Um, but basically, I mean, when, when he left the Cowboys, he got picked up by the Patriots for a brief stint. And obviously that was still when Tom was there. And he told us this story that I just was like kind of floored by. I mean, you, you mentioned the guys is so detail oriented and just like so committed to the game. Like literally when, when Devin walked into the building, like he met Tom and like Tom was like talking about the tape that he watched with him and like, you know, giving him like some notes and knew him by name type thing when, you know, I don't even know how long he spent there, like two months, maybe, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And like this guy, like was already honed in on him, was learning him, had watched him and was like, here's how I think I can or cannot utilize you. And I just was like that to me in general in life, when someone who is like, so above you takes, you know, an interest in you, I always respect that. It's like, what can you do for the people that can't do anything for you? I I love those types, but I just was like, wow. Like, I mean, he's, he's not even human. Like that's a cheat code type of mentality. Like that's wild to me. He spends, he spends at least 40 hours a week watching tape, like every week, like that, like when he crosses into the white lines and even just like when football season actually starts. He is like, I, I get that the room, like, I don't know if there's any substantiation beto- behind the rumors, like with his family, but like, 
I could see how 23 years of that would get on someone's nerves as a spouse, as whatever, because he is all about football all of the time. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, dude, like I thought, you know, we were going to enjoy our forties at this point, but, um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if any of those rumors are substantiated or not, but, uh, that being said, you don't have to worry about him coming onto the field and not being locked in or, you know, like as motivated as he ever was. He actually, said on his podcast too that he uh is now motivated he has a chip on his shoulder this year because everyone is trashing his offensive line and he feels protect like he he's like you know i don't know he feels protective of them or something yeah uh, which is like Isn't funny because they feel the other way around yeah right. <laughs> hold on so he's, he's like wait a second we're gonna be these guys are gonna be fine i have faith in these guys so now he's like taking up their sword, which we love an offensive line stand. Yes. Uh, especially if it's Tom Brady. 100%. So um, that's, that's his like chip on the shoulder, I think, coming into this game. And from what I've talked to these guys about, like the offensive linemen in particular that block for him, um, they tell me all the time, like he makes it easy to be an offensive lineman because he gets rid of the ball very quickly. Um, like I know that, you know, he's the pocket passer. So like he, that comes with a stigma, but like his recognition and the way that he processes and processes quickly means that like, I remember Ryan Jensen telling me like, yeah, not only does it make it easy on us, it makes it so that we can be more aggressive. We can engage defenders. We can go after them because we know that if we sell out and something happens, he knows like he can see it right away and he's going to get rid of the ball. So it was, that was very interesting to me, the fact that they now, like, not only does, is it easier, but they can be more aggressive instead of just sitting back in their blocks and waiting for defenders to come to them. So I, they'll be fine. Oh. I know they got a rookie starting at left guard, but they, these guys, the coaches really like Luke Gottecki coming out. Um, I remember talking to them at the combine about him. And at first I thought like Bernard Raymond was uh, the other guy out of central Michigan. I think he was rated higher on most people's boards. Yeah. But and so I was like, oh, like they were like really like the Central Michigan kid. And I was like, oh, Bernard Raymond. They're like, no, Luke Gadecki or Gadecki. I keep I keep messing it up. It's Gadecki. I learned how to say it. it <laughs> I would have said the same thing. Um, yeah, they but they love him. And they were like, he can be a starter for us. And we, we're, we're planning on him being a starter. I didn't know if that was going to be in the first year or the second, but it's about to be the first one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, actually, I love that point that you just made about like, the, I mean, that's just the epitome of a great quarterback, whether you love him or hate him, the fact that he can elevate the play around him, like he literally, his presence allows an O-line who maybe isn't to where people would like them to be, to be able to play better. And like, that is like, that's so cool. Like it sounds so lame to say, but it's like, you're literally allowing your, your team to do their jobs. Like they don't have to be on the yeah. defensive. They can actually be on the offensive and like, and like push, you know, the line of scrimmage forward versus like yes. just kind of trying to like collapse in and, and protect your pocket the whole entire time because yeah. you know that's going to be a key uh it always kind of is with Tom I feel like where they're like hey listen people joke about him not liking to be to get touched and like refs calling in immediately um yep. <laughs> I mean he's a legend I feel like it's almost like this like un unconscious like stigma that the refs might have but either way it's almost like you don't have to worry about that anyways because like the ball's gone before someone can touch him in, at this point you know like it's just the, the speed of the game is something that I feel like he's really good at, but I do wonder, like you mentioned, like the new rookie in the guard position, 
I mean, not that we have like a crazy, amazing interior defensive line. It's more, I feel like on the pass rush side of things, but Micah Parsons can come up the middle. And I feel like that could technically potentially be an area of weakness that if I were the Buccaneers, like I personally would be a little bit worried about. Yeah, I think that that's going to be something that Dallas tries very much is to attack the interior of the line because that's what's been most in flux, right? You have the new guys, all three are new to the Buccaneers this year. So like you have Robert Hainsey, who's now stepped in for Ryan Jensen after he got hurt in the second day of training camp, which was just a sickening experience. I was so, I, I don't think I ate the whole day before I heard from him. Uh-huh. Um, but I trust Robert Hainsey, don't get me wrong, to do this. He's been training for this. He trained all last year at center. He was working with A.Q. Shipley, who was an offensive assistant, 12-year center in the league the entire year learning how to do that. And then he went this offseason, spent two months in Arizona with him working on he thought he was going to be going for that left guard spot because they obviously didn't know that ryan jensen was about to be was about to get injured but he had all this work at center he's going to be a good center he's very very smart and very cerebral which is what you need at that position but i mean you got shaq mason who's not new to tom brady but he's new to the bucks and then you got the rookie so like that interior of the line is the one that's in flux you've got the bookend tackles and tristan works and donovan smith that have been there and tristan works as an all pro you know he's pro bowler he is just, he's a monster on that right side. So like, you're not really probably going to have a lot of success from the out, from the outside. So you're going to try and I think push that interior. Um, but at the same time, and, and again, things happen a lot quicker. So you can take advantage of a rookie getting used to get NFL game speed. And he's going to realize like, also, I believe Gadecki played tackle. Gadecki, Gadecki. <laughs> keep doing it. Um, yeah. So like, it's a little bit of a, a shift, but um I mean, it will, we'll see again, Tom can elevate the players around him. And that's something that your guys' quarterback is going to have to do as well, because uh, you got offensive line issues too. And I feel for you guys, Tyron Smith going down is, I know. Um, but then, yeah. And then to not have like a receiving, like who's, who's the one that is like those short passes that Dak might need to like get rid of the ball. Is that, is that Zeke? Instead, is that not a receiver? Because like you can't count on your receivers at this point. Yeah. It's a great question, Carm. Uh, Megan, how do we feel about that? Because I don't know. I I have been trying to talk through all this this week. Like I feel like Tony Pollard, Delton Schultz are going to be some options, maybe even Kevontae Turpin. Like, but I mean, I don't know. Like, are you as worried as I am, Meg? Because I just, I just feel like a little uneasy. I mean, am I worried? I've, I've already made a bet with Paul who I uh, do the world's team with. And I said that we were going to lose and he has to buy me a lot of margaritas. So um, <laughs> do, you, do you think I have faith in this? No, I don't. Um, but to, uh, to say that that can elevate, you know, the people around him, I hundred percent believe that he can. Um, yeah. It's going to be a matter of whether they step up to what he asks of them. Um <laughs> With, with, if you're talking about short passes, you're going to see a lot of Dalton Schultz. You're going to see they've been practicing that with Tony Pollard. So I expect to see that. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to do a lot of blocking. So <laughs> whoa, 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 that's whoa. a good point. No, Z, great. That's a good point. He's, yeah, like the fact that Zeke is probably, I mean, that means though that you're paying a lot of money for a blocking running back. Like a pass yeah, blocking running back is essentially what they, you're doing. He said some pointed comments this summer about how they're going to put it all on Zeke, but you're not really giving him an op- him an opportunity to run. So I'll be interested to see if he's able to 
get some of that going, get that established. Um, that's, I say that he's going to have to do a lot of blocking just because I have no faith in the O-line. Um, but you know, you've, you've seen them a little more than I have probably. (laughs) They, well, the other thing too, is like Tampa Bay's run defense is like what the the entire defense is predicated on stopping a run. That is like the bread and butter of this defense. That's where it starts. And then they build off of that. So, like, they have had a top five rushing defense for the entire time that Todd Bowles has been there. That's not going to change. He's still a defensive play caller. Um, and they have these monsters on the defensive line now. They have they added Akeem Hicks this offseason. He fits the system like a glove. I can't tell you how excited the coaches were when they were able to get him. They thought he was going to be too expensive. Um, but he they ended up coming to an agreement because uh, Mike Greenberg and Jackie um, Davidson, who are in the Bucks front office, they are cap wizards. And they figure all of this stuff out. Um, but Akeem Hicks next to Vita Vea. Uh, and then you got Will Golston, too, who's just a like a run-stuffing machine that no one talks about because no one knows about him. Poor guy. He's the longest tenure buck and no one <laughs> – besides Levante David, I think. Um, oh, no. But they are – yeah, like they're like – but they're just an absolute unit. And they are going – they're not going to let these backs really get anywhere. And I think that they're going to bully the offensive line pretty – that's, I mean, that's what the Bucks are definitely going after when it comes to the Cowboys. Like they're and it, and they're going to attack those edges also when you got like all of the, the tackles in flux and you don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah, that loss to Tyron Smith is going to mean that I think Shaq Barrett or Joe Tryon and Choyinka, who like to switch sides and do fun things on the line, um, are going to get to that. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harm, that's not fun for us. Just so we're making, <laughs> make sure we're here. Like, I don't know what your definition of fun is, but that's not mine. Um, <laughs> hate, hate, loathe entirely. Like, <laughs> loathe entirely. Damn, I'm just like, I know because I called a shot for Joe Tryon Shringa and I keep doing it where I told, um, I even told Kay Adams the other day, I'm like, he's going to have double digit sacks this year. So I, t- I saw him in the offseason. Actually, at O line Masterminds, there was a defensive line group training. Um, a couple days before and Duke had let me come in and watch like the O-line, just like the breakout groups and stuff that he had been training all summer. There's a D-line group over there, a pass rush group. And I'm like, Hey, that kind of looks like Joe, meaning Joe Trianjica. And I'm like, wait, that is Joe. And I'm watching him. And this is like a group of his peers. And he is just making everyone look silly, like just absolutely silly. And so I am calling my shot for this kid. Uh, I hope Dallas, like Dallas should be game planning for him. And I don't know that they will because he had kind of a down rookie year last year. Um, 
but he is going to come on real strong this year. And I know that this defense, it's this defense is scheming up some real fun things for him, I'm which awesome. is going to be a nightmare for the Cowboys offensive line. Okay. Sorry. So let's just like, can you just kind of break down the areas that we, you know, if you're, if you're going to go through like a, a, like a little list of areas that they could exploit in terms of Tampa Bay approaching the Cowboys, what are you thinking is their game plan? And if you want to give away their game plan, that's totally fine because like, I'm happy <laughs> to like forward this to someone else who can maybe actually do something about that. You don't have to, but if you want to, that's totally like, you could do that for Meg and I like, so we don't have to suffer more on Sunday. <laughs> Um, I, I actually, I haven't really talked through any of the game plan with them. Uh, shockingly, they don't share that with me now that I'm outside the building. <laughs> um, but I mean, if I'm them and from what I know about this defense, like I said, they're going to, they're going to try and make Dak throw it. They're going to have to, because they know that these receivers are weak. Um, they already are built to stop the run first of all. So that makes the offense one dimensional. And then that lets these guys on the outside, especially just kind of pin their ears back and go because they don't have to worry about the run. They don't have to hesitate. They don't have to read that. Um, that's something that, yeah, defensively, these guys are going to go after, um, as far as offense. I mean, like the Dallas defense, I like Micah Parsons is just a freak. And I really have to think that they're going to pay a lot of attention to where he is and make sure to kind of get things around him. I, we're going to see, I think a little bit more of a, of a dynamic offense from the Bucks this year. I know that Todd Bowles has wanted to kind of aim like, increase the run game a little bit more or get that a little bit more uh, just do be a little more creative with it. And they have the personnel now to do it. They have Leonard Fournette, who is a three down back. Don't get me wrong. Um, he go should Tigers. never leave the field, but go Tigers. There you go. Um, but they also now picked up Rashad white out of Arizona state, which is my alma mater. Oh. So we got a tiger and a sun devil in the backfield, which we love because yep. it's just, it's, it's all the world's coming together. Um, and there, I think they're going to be able to do some really creative things because what Rashad White did in college was a very, he was under Herm Edwards at Arizona state. It was a very pro style system. He was asked to catch passes. He was asked to block. Like he's getting, he's coming along in his, in his pass blocking. He's not there yet. Um, but he is going to kind of be able to be one of those guys that Tom Brady can throw to out of the backfield. And we know how much Tom loves to throw to his backs out of the backfield. So they're going to be able to have kind of this two headed running back by committee, um, I, I don't know about monster yet, but perhaps we're going to see how the offensive line does. Uh, other than that, I mean, you've got like Trayvon Diggs is, I don't, I don't know that he's like, I don't think he shadows. I'm pretty sure he doesn't shadow, but like Mike Evans is, is obviously your number one guy. Chris Godwin is a game time decision at this point for the wide receivers. Um, you're going to get Julio Jones, but you're going to get Julio Jones. I think in special packages, especially in that red zone where he's so he's just a big receiver that can get those contested catches. Uh, Russell Gage is also iffy. I think he's going to see a lot of target share because guys pay a lot of attention to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and then, oh, look, Russell Gage. Um, the back of the box have like a one two punch. What? Where was he before? I feel like I'm like. Atlanta. Yeah, that oh, was he, in Atlanta. It was him and Julio together. Yeah, and Calvin Ridley, that, they made up like the three guys in Atlanta at one point. Um, and then Julio went to Tennessee, of course, and then whatever. But now he's with the Bucks, and now he's back with Gage. And, like, Julio and Gage would be a one-two punch for anybody, I think, in this league. Yes. You've also got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So, like, you've got two one-two punches that, like, you could just throw out four verts and just send these guys. And, like, what's a defense going to do? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. 
Like, I wish I, I could give you an answer for that. I don't have an answer for that. Um, especially then when you consider like they have their tight end group is going to, I think is going to take a little bit more time to develop because it's young now. You've got Cam Brait, but um, you got two rookies in Kate Otten and uh, Coke Keeft. Kate Otten, I talked to their tight ends coach, is like one of those very coveted Y, true Y tight ends where he can block and he's a receiving threat. Um, and they really, really like him. Obviously, he's a rookie, though, so you're going to see what he can do. But I think that this offense is also going to utilize their – they've always utilized their tight ends. I think that that's something that the Bucks get knocked for without people really understanding that, like, they run a lot of multiple tight end sets. They just don't necessarily use them in the passing game. They use them as extra blockers a lot of the time yeah. or as decoys or all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, I was in training camp this year. I went for, like, a week. And I saw some some guys lining up in the backfield as fullbacks. I don't know. They're getting kind of funky. No. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in the camp of making fullbacks great again. So oh, you, you are you are on the right podcast for that, my friend. Like we already knew we were all like kind of sisters from another mister type situation, but like that is a yeah. that is a vibe on GTB for sure. Um that's Love actually that. a little terrifying. I uh, I feel like there's been a, a lot of storylines about like how this teams these teams might actually be a little bit more like uh, similar than not. But now that you're kind of breaking that down for me, I do not feel the same about our offensive threats. Like obviously we have uh, Sadie Lamb, which there's you know he's yeah. been better. He's good. He's really good. Like it's just like yes. when you talk about Sadie Lamb. I don't think you're having the same conversations about CD lamb that you've had in the past about like the Megatrons or, you know, the Des Bryant's like, those are guys that have just been like ultimate, like playmakers for their team, like Antonio Bryant, like all these, you know what I mean? Like there's just like a different level for some of these players. And I don't think that he's a part of that conversation quite yet. Maybe it is because he didn't have the opportunity and it's his chance to kind of take that now. I don't know, but outside of him, it's like, Mm, you know, Noah Brown. I mean, I just like, it's Michael Gallup. Isn't going to be here yet. Like even Michael Gallup, it's like, he's, he's solid. Like there's nothing wrong with him and he's solid, but like, we're not having the same conversations about how are you going to defend this, you know, multi-dimensional offense that maybe we've had in the past. And I'm just, it's a little concerning to me. Well, I mean, to be fair, they, we had that conversation last year and look how that turned out. So that's true. That's That's true. That's actually really true. Like I'm, I'm, I can totally see that. So I guess I kind of want to know like where y'all head, where y'all's heads at. I mean, trying not to be biased, but like going into the weekend, um, how do you think this is going to pan out? Because, you know, it just, it feels like we, we are well aware of the weaknesses both of them have pretty tough o-line situations it sounds like you guys the tampa bay folks might feel a little bit more confident or at least they say they're saying they are i know this front office is saying they're confident but let's face it like uh i'm sure no one is genuinely thrilled and confident about losing tyron smith so like let's just say that right here Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and we were obviously we have guys like who were in 30 visits who were centers so like i think the the writing's on the wall that there hasn't been a full-blown buy-in to what this current state of the offensive line is outside of Zach Martin for the Cowboys. So like all of that to say, these quarterbacks are going to have to be on lock. Dak was limited yesterday. He was saying it was because of his shoe, not his actual ankle. As a person who's dating <laughs> the equipment manager, I don't know that I'm 100% buying <laughs> that, like just being honest. I, I was just, waiting for that. I literally was like, <laughs> hold on. Like, I am, I know. 
I know a band that could change your shoes really quickly and they would. Right. So I'm confused as to why that didn't happen and why you ended up coming out of practice. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to hundred percent call you on it, even though I just did. Like, I'm just a little worried, but all that to say, like, how are you guys feeling? Like Meg, are you thinking the Cowboys can take this one and, and turn the tides from last year and maybe try to at least capitalize off of some of the weaknesses of Tampa Bay, even though they might be limited at the moment? Okay, so <laughs> she, okay. my thing is every time that I talk to Carmen about a game, we lose. So you guys are all screwed. <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. No. Yeah, That's true, Meg. This time last year, this time last year was the first time I met you because we went out to dinner. Yeah, and I've been uh, with a bunch of people. Since. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, oops. that was the that was the reservation <laughs> that I made. Like, I woke up in July and at seven thirty in the morning and called. What was that steakhouse called again? Burn Steakhouse. Yeah, you have to book out like months in advance. Yeah, I so I made that reservation and didn't end up going. <laughs> It's so funny. I, I was telling our friend Dave uh, the other day, I was like, yeah, it's just funny how like we've all become like such close friends. Like when, you know, this like this time last year is when we all met each other. And I remember him saying that like, oh, my friend Kelsey made this reservation, but she's not even going to be here. Like, I remember that very distinctly. So like Kelsey was just like this name to me. And then of course, like now <laughs> we're all just, like you said, sisters from another mister. I know, like, I'm like blowing your, your ish up on the reg. I'm like, hi, what are you doing? <laughs> you, do you want to buy? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Meg, like I'm not, I'm kind of with you, like, yeah, I feel like I hate to say this out loud. Like, even if we hadn't talked to Carm, like, I don't want to not believe in my team. Like, I'm really sorry, you guys. I really feel like I've been kind of like, I don't want to say negative, but I feel like I have been forced to be negative because I feel like I'm kind of trying she says to this every time. I know I'm negative. I know. Like, <laughs> I've been really negative on our show lately. We love a self-aware queen. I, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Prove yeah, me I, wrong. I know. Like, literally, yeah. like, you know what? take my negativity and like put it as a chip on your shoulder and like, tell me, show me, stick it to me, make me eat my words. Because I just feel like I agree with you, Carm. Like I do think there's something going on with Tom Brady. There's been reports about him, like kind of losing weight and like, you know, obviously miss a time, but like, I just feel like he's just so next level that he might, the most you're going to get from him is like a slight misstep. And even mm -hmm. so like, that's he's surrounded by people that are going to be able to, you know, piece that together still and make something good happen. Because, you know, I just, I don't think that you're going to really see that much of a drop off if there would ever even be a drop off with him. So yeah. I kind of have to take the bucks. I do. And yeah. I, just, I just think I do. You said it, but the, so here's the thing though. And I want, I, I guess I'm providing some optimism for Cowboys fans. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, we saw what happened in the game last night where these are two of the top contenders, the Bills and the Rams. And, like, that game was one of the sloppiest games Fair. I've ever seen. Fair. Not, like, neither team played, like, up to the, you know, the level that they should. Matthew Stafford um, was on the ground as, like, more than not. I was like, what is happening? Seven sacks? Are we kidding? I know. Um, but, like, so, like, no one has it figured out week one. And that's why I feel like there's the most parity in week one because of that. You you don't have film on the on this year's team on these year's teams yet. Like it, until about week four, teams are not comfortable with. They're still watching stuff from last year, but like these teams have obviously evolved and changed and all that kind of stuff. So like 
you don't have a good grasp on your opponent until like week four. And then that's when you can start looking at tape from that season and seeing what they are in like game planning. So right now you're just kind of guessing. You're like, okay, they added this piece. They added that piece, this, that, which should mean this, but like there's still a fair amount of guessing um, going into week one and the first couple of weeks of the season. So like that to say, like anything could happen. Do I think that that means that the Cowboys can beat the Bucks? No. But I do think that the Cowboys will figure it out, though. And I think that that's the case, too, where it's you have to, like, give that. Like, Jason Peters isn't playing the first game. You know, like, they want to give him the ramp-up period. Like, once he comes at, like comes in and you kind of solidify that offensive line and they play together for a couple of games and they, they mesh and they gel and all that kind of stuff and Dak gets used to them and, and knows where their weak spots are and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, these receivers, too, like, getting them more used to game action and, like, all, and then getting Michael Gallup back, like, I think as the season goes on, whereas last year you guys like came out the gate hot for the first half of the season and then like dropped off. I think that maybe this year is, is the opposite. Maybe it takes a little while, but then you can come on strong towards the end of the year. And I can't believe that I'm saying nice things about the Dallas Cowboys, but it's only because of you two. Let's go. It happens. <laughs> um, Megan. So I'm genuinely very interested to, to hear your perspective because I just, I don't know, like, Typically, it feels like you're the one who's like zero and 17 and to prove me wrong, Cowboys. But okay, I that's me this year. When I, I did a caveat after, uh, Carmen, you, you, may, you may have missed this, but um, breaking news to you, maybe. Uh, after that 49ers game, I said, this team broke me. I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> but last year, I was like 17 and 0. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. This year I said, oh, and 17. Big, big you trash. Two speeds, you got two speeds. <laughs> it's either 17 or no. Well, I've always, I've always been the 17 and no, we're going to the Super Bowl person. I've always been a uh, Scooter Magruder, basically. But, uh, <laughs> but they broke me. So <laughs> we're basically, uh, me and the Cowboys are going through a rebuilding period. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're in therapy together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the one way that Couple they can prove to me that they care is by, uh, you know, <laughs> some long balls to CD, um, yeah. a couple, <laughs> couple tackles, you know, we, we can work on it. <laughs> I love that oh so much. Meg, you are so funny. I love that. You're like, <laughs> we may be down baby, but we're not out. <laughs> I still oh, yeah. out. I'm holding on for dear life over here. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying uh, to make this work. Well, (laughs) I actually genuinely hope that the Cowboys can reconcile relations with you, Megan, because in doing so by default, they, uh, they fix things with me because I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like I don't want to hurt. Okay. Like love should be easy, right? You should add value to my life. (laughs) Am I showing like? Am I showing my That's scars true. right now? Is that what's happening? Like, <laughs> stop me before I go anymore. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. unfortunately I get to watch this in person. Just so we're clear. So yeah, someone, if you see me, buy me a vodka. Oh uh, yeah, I opted oh. out of that. I was like, I literally was like, hey, um, I should go. My my parents are coming in town, so um, I was gonna take them, and then I was like, you know. I don't know. Like maybe we could. <laughs> maybe this is the one that we can sit out. Yeah, maybe we could do um, more positive things together. Maybe <laughs> that feels better. Before 
before I got my new job, I had I actually had tickets. You guys don't even know this. I had tickets to come to Dallas. Oh. And I was going to be at the Bucks home or you know season opener because I wanted like I figured I was like oh people, I got people in Dallas. This is yeah. gonna be fun and like. But then uh, this new job rolled around and I was not, I was like, oh yeah, no, I have to go to other games. Uh, although I, I'm not going to games this weekend because I literally just started the job. So like the credentialing and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I will be traveling around mostly the NFC North for the remainder of the season. Okay. Well, I mean, we do see a lot of NFC North opponents this, this season. So uh, you know, I might, I might be catching a couple of Cowboys games. Now. Let's go. Um, tell us about your new role. We're very excited for you. I'm very proud of you. You're such a boss and it's so well-deserved. So let the people know where they can find you, what you're working on this year. Um, and you know, honestly, just give her a follow because she's wonderful. Anyways, the end. <laughs> I love you guys for that. It's been a whirlwind of a week because yeah, my first day with Fox sports was on Tuesday. Uh, Fox sports digital is doing some really cool things. They are hiring, um, all like division writers and they're really bolstering kind of their, their print or their digital footprint um and it's it's a really cool thing to be a part of because we're building something even though like fox sports is obviously a very well-established company uh you have the backing of this billion dollar media conglomerate but at the same time you get to feel like you're almost at a startup and you're building something and you're creating something and you have a lot of autonomy over that and what that looks like so that was really appealing um to me they approached me and asked you know and we just had a couple of conversations um, and given that I was living in Chicago, or I am living in Chicago, uh, they were like, yeah, uh, NFC North. And I was like, I, NFC North, let's do this. Like these are the teams I grew up watching, uh, which is a new experience for me. I mean, I've been doing this now for the better part of a decade, but I've never gotten to cover a team that like I really was invested in at any point. Um, so I grew up a Bears fan, but I watched all these guys. I mean, I watched the Bucks actually, cause they were part of the NFC central when I was really young. Wow. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Like, I mean, the bears Packers rivalry is, I think the, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think that's the best one in, in, in the NFL. And so to be able to cover that in these very historical, very traditional teams is a complete dream come true. So my stuff will be on foxsports.com. I wrote um, a couple of like pieces to different articles, but I wrote my first piece for them in NFC North preview. Um, that's up on the site. So go check it out. And then, yeah, you can follow me at where you could always find me, which is Carmi B on Instagram and Twitter. I love it. My friend. Do it. You're the, yeah. Do it or else. Um, or I'll come find you. I'm yeah. clearly angry right now. So <laughs> you don't want that. fired up this morning. <laughs> I freaking love it. This energy, like for a Friday too, like it's just, just like yeah. zero to bring stroking into the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's Megan's fired up. Kelsey is trying to survive off of a Snickers bar in a hotel room as my breakfast. If that tells you any indicator, it's going to be a good weekend, y'all. Like, let's go. Um, all right, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Carm, you're the greatest. Like we said, give her a follow. She's got so much good content coming out for you guys this season. And obviously, she's a wealth of knowledge. If you couldn't tell already, we love you, my friend. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, come hang out with Megan and I, too, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I kind of think we're a good time occasionally. Lots of all caps. Sure, right? great time. Yeah, exactly, right? Thank you. Uh, Twitter for me is Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. You can also catch me tomorrow breaking down the game with someone with a fun accent. Ooh. Uh, on the world's team. Ooh. So make sure you uh, check that out too. Yes, definitely. Fun. Um, we love our 
Cowboys UK fam. Uh, okay, so Carm, you mentioned a really big uh, rivalry that you get to cover. Well, we also get to cover a really big rivalry, and we're pretty biased as well. Uh, so we always like to leave the people with the most important words to just take them into their weekend. And Megan, those are Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real. They're birds are not real. Not real. It's not a thing. Never seen a real bird. Nope. Nope. Hi, guys. <laughs> to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today